Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio. It is good to be with you another evening, another night. This Wednesday night, we are about Pope Francis. Uh, once again, I do have Bob Cross joining me, as he typically does, uh, when we talk about our Holy Father. So, Bob, it is good to have you with us again tonight. Thanks, Joe. It's a wonderful Wednesday, wet and Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. wild Wednesday, right? That's right. And... So as we do on Wednesday nights, Bob, we have the opportunity to first look at uh, where Pope Francis is in the news, what he's saying, what he's doing, and then second, of course, we take up uh, his beautiful document, The Joy of the Gospel. Well, when I was going back into this past week, there were a couple of things that really stood out to me. And the first was uh, this meeting he had with a group of Catholic broadcasters and journalists uh, in Italy. And he he gave an address where he spoke about their call, their vocation, to report on all that is truth, all that is beautiful, and all that is good, making sure that that's part of what they are about. And he offered up some nice words in regards to um, truth, beauty, and goodness. And then he did something else, and this really caught my eye. He looked at the media and he said, Avoid the three major sins of the media. And I want to actually go to what he said. He says this, Do not take the road of lies, disinformation, slander, and defamation. The last two are serious, but not as dangerous as the first. Slander is a mortal sin, but it is possible to clarify the situation and become aware that it is slander. Defamation is a mortal sin. But it is possible to say this is an injustice because this person did something at that time, but now has repented and changed their life. Now listen to what he has to say, Bob. This is striking. But disinformation means telling half-truths, the part that is most convenient to me, and not saying the other half. Therefore, those who watch the television or listen to the radio are not able to arrive at a perfect judgment because they do not have all of the elements necessary to do so, and the media do not give them. He says to them, in a kind of exhortation, please shun these three sins. This is striking for me, Bob, because here in the United States of America, there are a lot of half-truths being reported about what Pope Francis is saying. They're isolating things that he's saying, pulling them out of, uh, out of context and inserting them into their own political narrative to advance their narrative, if you will, their agenda. And he's telling just not this uh, Catholic broadcaster association to avoid these sins, but he's speaking to the whole world. Pope Francis knows that everything he says and everything he does is both watched and recorded. And so when he says this, he's speaking to the whole West. Start reporting the whole news. Start reporting the facts. You know, it's, it's funny he says convenient, you know, yeah. as far as disinformation is concerned. He might as well have just said, <clears throat> or, you know, disinformation 
based on what it is that you want to hear or what you want to say based on the agenda yeah. that you may have. And one of the things that he, he talks about a lot, Bob, that has not been reported, and I have mentioned this before, but it bears repeating, he talks about evil a lot, the devil, sin, death. He, he talks about it a lot. I was on, uh, I was on uh, Google the other day, and I thought, you know what, what are people Googling about with Pope Francis? So I put Pope Francis on, and just, you know how Google read the most popular searches? And the top three were... Uh, I think four actually were homosexuality, uh, gays, abortion, and contraception. The fifth one, the fifth one was evil. And really, the fifth one should be the first one in so far as what he's actually talking about. <laughs> and on this topic, the other piece that really struck me over this past week was an address he gave to a community uh, that represented over 15,000 people, Bob, that have been directly affected by victims of the mafia. So he meets with all of them, over 700 families, and he has some very uh, kind words that he's praying for them, that he's aware of their pain and, and all the rest. And then in this off-the-cuff moment, like he always does, he has a message for those members in the mafia. And this is what he had to say to them. I feel that I cannot finish without saying a word to those who are absent today, to the absent protagonists, to the men and women of the mafia. Please, change your lives, convert, stop what you are doing, stop doing harm, and we pray for you. Convert. I ask you this on my knees. It is for your own good. This life you are living now will not bring you pleasure, it will not bring you joy, it will not bring you happiness. Power, he says, the money you have now from your many dirty dealings, from your mafia crimes, is blood money. It is power that is stained with blood, and you will not be able to take it to your next life. Repent. There is still time, so as to not end up in hell. There he goes, Bob. <laughs> there it is. This is what awaits you if you continue on this path. And I love this. You have a father and a mother think of them. Cry a little bit, he says, and repent. The voice of Francis over this past year, Bob, has shown a lot of marked directness, uh, a certain rawness, and clearly, if you followed him, moments of emotion. This man wears himself on his sleeve. A lot of people love Pope Francis because they feel like they can identify with him. But I urge our listeners today if you love Pope Francis, and I know you do, <laughs> love him for the man he is in his totality. Start going online, start reading his, uh, his works, get to know him so that we are not loving this man for uh, the kind of uh, half portrait that the media is portraying or this, this uh, picture that is without the head. We need to get to know the whole man. And this is part of why we do what we do on this radio, to say, okay, what is he actually saying? <laughs> Not these half-truths uh, that are more or less just disinformation. What is he actually saying? Yeah, and as you, we, you get to know him, <clears throat> and we're, we're still learning every day more and more about the man, um, I, I think what's, <clears throat> what's really endeared him to, to everyone that 
I know for me and for many people that I talk to and, and read about is, you know, again, that directness that you're talking about. He's not afraid to talk about the tough issues at all. And he, you know, let's face it, this is one of the biggest or the, one of the most prominent political positions in the world when you're a, a pope of the Catholic Church. You're, every, every single word, as you said earlier in the program, is being dissected, scrutinized, and evaluated. And so we're, we're accustomed, and especially in, a, in our society, to, to trying to, to weed our way through the political speak Mm-hmm. You know, with our politicians in the way that, you know, you have to kind of just take a lot of it and just throw it out and say, what is he really trying to say? Or what is his true position? I think it's pretty easy to see what his position, as you just mentioned there, as he yeah. was uh, calling out the members of the mafia worldwide. Uh, and he's not afraid to tell them exactly what he thinks and what he feels. And I, and I think that, you know, that's, that's part of this, this misinformation that's, that's coming about with some of the things that he said. I think the media is, they're trying to read something more into what he's saying than what he really is. And he's being very frank and very honest and direct. I love that about him because you, you, you could read something and understand immediately what he's trying to say. He is a prominent political figure in, in the eyes of all the world. But he knows, first and, uh, first and foremost, that he is Papa, Bishop of Rome. Father to the inhabitants of the universal church. And so what he's doing in these sound bites, in these simple words, is being, yeah, very direct. We are trained to think a certain way politically. Is our political affiliation forming our faith, or is our faith forming our political understanding? Which one is coming before the other? Pope Francis says what he says for the sake of simplicity. For the sake of drawing people to God. You don't have to, re- there's nothing to read into because he's being very direct. He's being very simple. It touches a lot of Catholics yes. and a lot of Christians, right? But because for some of us, we're so trained to think, huh, but what is he really saying behind that? <laughs> we don't appreciate what he's actually saying. Yep, that's what the media is doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let us just interpret what he's saying for what he's saying. It doesn't have to be all the bells and whistles. You know, just because all of our part- uh, politicians uh, are saying one thing and, and mean another, it doesn't mean that that's what he's doing. And you certainly see that um, in, in uh, the media in the United States of America. And so this is important. Yeah, I mean, he is, he is raw, he is direct, but he is simple. He is simple. He is a man of the people. He's a man of the streets. Right. You know, um, in his native country, you know, he spent a lot of time with with the people who were most or the, the most marginalized, with those who were on the streets living in that, in that environment. And you have to have a certain street mentality to be able to actually, actually encounter and work with people. You know? And so he understands the streets. Now you mentioned the mafia. I mean, that, the mafia you know, kind of rose out of the, the ashes of the streets and with the street sort of culture. And, yeah. and him working with the poorest of the poor, I mean, not unlike... Mother Teresa, um, um, you know, he's he's one of he's of that ilk that he he knows that street mentality and knows what it's like in that culture that uh, derives itself from people who are um, who are in need, and and so that's why I think he doesn't beat around the bush. You know, he 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 says things the way that he says them very very directly. Yeah. So when he's giving this address to the mafia, when he's off the cuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows the mafia. This isn't some some. Uh, figure dressed in white, you know, aloof from everything. No, no, no. 
You know, he knows what that looks like. I mean, he was known back in his home diocese as the bishop of the slums. We, we forget this. You know, he is a man who, who knows the smell of his sheep. You know, this document, The Joy of the Gospel, and, and really this is our segue to getting into it, because this particular paragraph, number 24, from the document on The Joy of the Gospel, is about getting involved within our church community and start reaching out to those people who seem so distant from you, reaching out to those who you would never think to reach out to. And he says, and I love the phrase, know the smell of your sheep. You know, he's talking to priests, yes, clearly, and bishops, but he's also talking to all of us. Know the smell of the person who is so distant from you, you couldn't even fathom to know right now. You use the word marginalized. Maybe it's the homeless in our communities. Certainly, Bob, here in Chico, we broadcast from uh, Chico, California, Northern California. The increase in the homeless is exponential. From 2009 to, to today, in the last five years, it's incredible. This, for many of us, presents a challenge, but at the same time, Bob, an opportunity to know the smell of those who we called to evangelize. You know, he says, um, wash their feet. You will be blessed. You know, what's going on here, Bob? Why is this so difficult for us? I think it's more about where we're at in our own lives and our own relationship with God. And I'm raising my hand right now, mea culpa. Because there is always a gap between the person we are and the person we ought to be. You know, there's a gap between who we look at in the morning in the mirror and ultimately the person we are called to look at in the mirror in the evening. We need to be constantly changing for the sake of Christ, that we might sink ourselves deeper and deeper in Christ. When we bridge that gap between who we are and the person we are called to be, we then can build the proper bridges to those people who seem so far away out there, those people that Pope Francis is calling us to evangelize. When we are right, God will send us forth. So we are called to come together as a community of believers. And I, I say community of believers because Pope Francis does, and he wants us to see there's power where there are two or more. And to begin to really evangelize, to begin to really reach out to those, yes, giving them food, yes, endearing, yourse uh, endearing yourselves to them, maybe at a convalescent home, but bring to them more than just material food, but the food that is everlasting, the Word of God, the words of Jesus Christ. Well, in, in this document, in this exhortation, especially this chapter, he uses community uh, you know, numerous times. And as you just said, Joe, um, you know, where there's more than, when there's two or more of us, I mean, there we are, you know, you know realizing and, and um, representing you know, our faith. So as a community, you know, it's pretty obvious that, you know, Pope Francis understands exactly what it states in Scripture that Christ was all about. Christ, you know, he, he had a community of disciples. You know, Christ had these apostles. He had the 72 that would go out to evangelize. And there is, yeah, strength in numbers. And who doesn't want to be a part of a community? Yeah. And and it's it's one thing for one person to go out and 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 try to you know browbeat people into believing. It's another thing for people to see a community, a, a, a healthy, vibrant 
you know, energy that's derived from a group of people who are joyous. And along with community, you hear joyous and joy and, and just this wonderful, you know, um, um, combination of words that Pope Francis uses. Yeah. I know here in Chico, as you're talking about this, I'm reminded of a dynamic that's happening where as the numbers are growing, what are they doing? They're being drawn to uh, these people and they're establishing their own communities within the, the circles that they find themselves in. So now among the homeless, and just not Chico, this branches out into other areas, they have their own separate clans. Bob, they have their own separate families. Because when you talk about homeless, what are we really talking about? We just associate it with the absence of food, the absence of shelter. But what is it really? Pope Emeritus Ben XVI in his work, Deus Caritas, as God is love, he highlights that the real poverty of the homeless is loneliness. And it's the loneliness that wreaks havoc on our soul. And so, yeah, community, family, the church is the household of God, the family of God, as 1 Timothy 3.15 says. And we need to be mindful that, of that. Hey, we all belong to families, and we know the importance of family. All of these people out there, and I, I speak to the, the homeless, but it's more than just the homeless. It's those who are untouched um, by a loved one, or those who are, not, who are not encountering real vibrant relationships in their lives. They begin to, to, to seclude themselves. They begin to isolate themselves. We need to reach out to them, Bob. And we need to allow them to experience what uh, family is all about, what a true community is all about. And while we do so, what do we give them? Again, the gospel, the good news, that you have a Savior. I mean, we, as Catholics, I think we, we don't use this language enough. I, I think our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ do a better job of this. We need to start using language of, yeah, Christ has saved you. And he calls you into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that you might be saved each and every day in your life, that you go to God each and every day of your life. We have to reach out to them. You have a Redeemer. You have a Savior. And to let them know that they are loved. And to draw them in into a very personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And in doing so, Bob, we have to show ourselves that, uh, you know, we have to be willing to journey with them. Take them by the hand. You know, Pope Francis has a great line in this paragraph, paragraph 24, that evangelization consists mostly of patience and disregard for constraints of time. Hmm, that's an interesting line, Bob. Disregard for constraints of time. Be open. If you go out and you're going to do your Good Samaritan Act for the week and you're going to, say, go to the convalescent home for 30 minutes— what if that person you go to meet needs you for more than 30 minutes? Maybe you're going to go to a homeless shelter. You're going to uh, help them with their, with their supper time. It's 45 minutes. What if someone grabs you by the hand and says, can you talk to me? Can you listen to my story? Oh, wait, no, no, I've got something else I need to go to. Wow, my... Ah, evangelization is patient. Evangelization is does not restrict itself to time. We have to be open and we have to be willing. Yes, we have vocations. We're husbands, fathers, mothers, wives, children, all the rest. And we have places to be and places to go. But I tell you, Bob, if there's one message from Pope Francis, it is this. Holy flexibility. Be willing 
to open yourself up more to how God wants to use you in the life of your parish community and beyond. Right, you know, and and you know, we're all we're all burdened with that heaviness of time. You know, all of us. I mean, everything is all, always on a schedule. And and you're right. Um, those who are in most need, those who are the most willing, or the, who could be, you know, evangelized, are the people who know nothing about time. And, and time is yeah. outside of their scope of things. And mm-hmm. that's why there's this um, relatability issue, because we're subject to time. They aren't necessarily. They look at us and they don't identify with us. And that's why they have a difficult time within their own communities and they're creating their own clans because they have other people who they feel like they can, mm-hmm. you know, identify with. Yeah. And it's a great point, Bob, because ultimately what do they see? Right. What do the homeless see in us? They see us running from point A to point B. Right. And if we're walking, they'll come to us, but we're walking somewhere or we're walking from somewhere towards somewhere, Right. Or sometimes and, walking away from them. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And so ultimately, we need to be willing. And this is a grace moment. Don't get me wrong. We're here talking about this on the radio, but we are all vested with the flesh. We have a human nature. Uh, that means we're, we're going to struggle. <laughs> we're going to sin. We need God's grace. We need God's goodness. And when we are in that grace-filled relationship with Jesus Christ, we begin to see as God sees. And when we see that way, we see those who are not loved and we're willing to spend more time. And I might just offer up a practical suggestion, maybe for our listeners, and I, I challenge myself in this. Maybe this Saturday, you know, this, um, this Friday and Saturday, Pope Francis has declared a day of reconciliation. So he's really calling all people to reconcile with God and certainly um, for Catholics to go to confession. But also, let us reconcile ourselves with those who, who are in most need of a hand and say, okay, I'm going to take out this hour and be open to God using you in a powerful way. And be open, Bob, to that hour becoming maybe an hour and a half. And we can say in, in our encounters, again, whether it be a homeless shelter or, or a um, convalescent home, or wherever it may be, that yeah, establish that relationship and be assured that you want to continue that relationship with whomever you meet. I think it's a powerful way. We have talked about this a great deal in the past, um, the relationship between friendship and evangelization, right? The person opens up to you when they can trust you, right? And when we allow ourselves to enter into a very real friendship with the person that we didn't even know yesterday, who seems so distant from us, ah, then we have something beautiful. And in the realm of evangelization, we will be able to get much farther and do much more for the sake of the greater good if we are just willing to go there, if we're just willing to take out time, establish that relationship, Bob, and understand that if our relationships are going to bear fruit, if they're going to be joy-filled, they're going to take time. Yep, time is, uh, is, is where it's at. It really is. And, and our ability to be able to just, you know, I mean, how we spend our time, and you've said it many times, how we spend our time is, 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 is so vitally important. And if you don't, you're not spending your time evangelizing or trying to, you know, uh, 
working within your own personal conversion, um, well, then you're, you're doing something else that's counter to that. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a great reminder that each and every one of us should, should give ourselves on a regular basis. Yeah, it's, it's pruning back of our own time, right? <laughs> you know, we, uh, we have a crate and myrtle tree in our backyard, and we, we, we cut this thing in half, right? <laughs> you know, we haven't cut it so we, since we moved there. It's been 10 years. And here, just in the last month, you know, my, my wife says, hey, look, look, it's, it's budding. You know, and it's like, wow, this thing actually has something inside of it that's going to bear fruit, right? <laughs> or at least <laughs> offer us some, some sort of beauty. We needed to cut it back. We need to cut back, Bob, on what we're doing. And this is the great theme of Lent. We need to give ourselves permission to say that God can work in our lives in a more powerful way if we cut back, if we uh, allow God to wield his pruning knife in our life. There will be blooms, and what we touch will produce fruit and offer the world beauty. The beauty, Bob, that belongs to God. You know, Bob, next week we're going to... um, uh, we're going to talk about Pope Francis and, and continue on through this document. But I, I do want to give a, our, listener, uh, our listeners a heads up. Uh, our Holy Father is meeting with the President tomorrow. And we avoided talking about this today because all we're left with is speculation. But uh, be assured, next Wednesday night, we are going to talk about the importance of that encounter. We talk about encounters a lot on this radio program. There's a very important encounter tomorrow when Pope Francis meets President Obama, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and we're, we're going to speak to it in plain, plain terms. And then again, out from that, we will speak more to this great document, The Joy of the Gospel. All right, let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And God bless you. You've been listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at jholljmj at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to the Seeds of Truth on KKXX.